When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to 49 Unbeaten, the official Arsenal Battle podcast. This is episode 14. I'm joined once again by Ben and John from Leeds Vavil to preview the Arsenal versus Leeds game. Um, Arsenal are coming into it in relatively poor form considering where we were a couple of weeks ago, Ben. Again, we said before we thought Villa was a must-win. Is Leeds now a must-win? Leeds was a must-win even before the Villa game was a must-win. Every game now is a must-win. And Leeds really has the feel of you know, three points or you can kiss goodbye to Europe with the sort of run of fixtures Arsenal have got coming up, going back into the Europa League all over Europe for um, the games against Benfica. You've got uh, Tottenham Hotspur, Man City, Leicester all coming up, a game away to Burnley, which uh, is always tricky. Um, and there, I don't really see any more easy fix, sorry, quote-unquote easy fixtures in sight. Um, and Leeds is certainly one of the teams that you you fancy your chances against going into the game. With the with the way they play football, and you know, after having just come up, and also being at the Emirates, yeah, it's Leeds coming into it in better form than us. I think it's fair to say. Um, obviously, they're coming off the back of a tuna win against Palace. What do you think we can expect from Leeds in terms of their game plan, John? Well, Leeds will probably set up with a four-one-four-one. Uh, Bamford will be the lone striker up front, and the midfield of Harrison and Click and Dallas and Rafinha. Phillips will be sort of like a holding player in the middle, in between the defense and the midfield. Alioski, Liam Cooper, Struke and Eiling in defense, and of course, Meslier and goal. But Leeds are a very attacking side. They always look to press. They always look to create chances. They'll go right at the back four of Bellerin and holding David Luiz and Suarez and, of course, Bern Leno in goal. So I think Arsenal should expect a team that's just going to, you know, no matter what the score line is, a team that's going to attack, that's going to press, and that's going to, you know, get off a lot of shots and really test the Arsenal defence. 
Of course, um, obviously, the return fixture at Ellen Road uh, was a nil-nil draw. Arsenal had Nicola Pepe sent off. You thought maybe with, without that, we would have gone on and won it. And we actually haven't lost against Leeds since 2003. Um, obviously, more recently, we had FA Cup games against them. Narrowly beat them at the Emirates last season. Is there any confidence we can take into that? In our recent record against them, only playing them a season ago, Ben, or do you think that all goes out the window now we're both Premier League teams? I think it'll be a completely different game. Um, I think the intensity will be a lot higher from uh, memory of the FA Cup game. We were sort of played off the pitch for the first half. Um, and then we got that scrappy goal through Reese Nelson that um, sort of set the tie. But it wasn't really a convincing performance from Arsenal. And if, if I'm honest, I thought Leeds were going to uh, nick something towards the end of the game. And then in the first, first game we played earlier this season... It was, again, a very open affair. Um, even before Pepe gets sent off, you know, it's very end-to-end and that sort of encompasses the way Leeds play, I think. But I think Arteta will be trying to trying to be careful against that because <clears throat> we have tended to be very, very open against high-pressing sides in the past, in the, few, the last few years. And it's something Arteta's addressed really, really well at Arsenal. Um, you know, passing out from the back, we saw it in the FA Cup run especially. Um, but Leeds just have so much energy and press so high that it'll be really interesting to see how we can cope with that. So Leeds currently above Arsenal in the league, Leeds 10th, Arsenal 11th. Leeds have a game in hand over us as well. So I think the importance of the game is highlighted. And again, if we want to have any shot at Europe through the league, that's going to be an important game. Are Leeds eyeing up European football? Or do you think they'll be content with just sort of mid-table in their first season back? I think that Leeds will probably be content with just staying up. If I'm just going to be honest, um, I think it's pretty clear which three teams are going down. So there's really no threat of relegation. They're already on 32 points. So they're pretty much, they're seven points behind West Ham for six. There's five points behind Everton for seven. I think Bielsa, who's a very forward thinking man, will probably stress one game at a time. He won't want them to look ahead or look possibly up at the table to see if they can get into Europe. But can they, the way they've played this year, can they realistically expect to be in Europe? Maybe. Is it possible, is it doable that they could catch West Ham or catch Everton for a spot in Europe? Yes, it is. With the way they play and the amount of goals they score and their record against sides around them, sure, it's possible. But I think that, I think what Bielsa will want to do is just, Make sure they play their best every game. They've, as I said, I know he won't look at it this way, but considering they're already all but coming back next year, they're not going to get relegated. I think he'll just want to finish, regardless of European football or not, as high in the table as they possibly can. Um, I've struggled with Arteta's team selections and all substitutions in the last couple of games. I'm going to be interested to see how he sets up for this one, especially we know how dangerous these can be in attack. Rafinha is a quality player. And even going back to the FA Cup game, some of their midfielders just completely dominated us last year. With Leno coming back from suspension, Luis coming back from suspension, Suarez, Cedric Suarez, obviously costly mistake for the Villa game. Can we expect something different in terms of team selection? Do we think I'll have to revert to his sort of normal 
defenders. Obviously, we have no Tierney and no Partey again. I, I think it will be certainly interesting to see Bakayo Saka's position, for sure. Um, as a left-footed player, as one of the few left-footed players that Arsenal actually have, uh, he's proved himself obviously very capable last season of playing left wing back or left back uh, push. Um, the problem, of course, being he's also been our best right winger so far this season. Um, and it just depends on, I think it all depends on whether Aubameyang comes back into the starting lineup because you don't really want to drop Pepe. You definitely don't want to drop Saka. Um, but Aubameyang is Aubameyang. And despite his poor form so far this season, if, you, if there was a chance in the Leeds box, you'd want it to fall to him over anyone else inside. Um, so I think if he comes back on the left, then Pepe will probably shift over to the right and Saka drops back to left back. Um, I think the, the real problem as well is when you look at Cedric Suarez playing left back, you've got to consider him at right back as well because Bellerin hasn't been setting, setting the league on fire. Um, and the, the loan move for Maitland-Niles is looking... More and more questionable, especially not being able to get a left back in in January. It is an interesting one. Um, who are we worried about as Oscar fans? Who do we look at in that Leeds team and severely worry about? You can't look past Patrick Bamford, can you, in the form he's in? Mm, no, I think you... I think Bamford yeah. is probably the, the 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 marksman in the side. Um, you know, you can't really argue with his goal record, but I think a lot of the build-up play that goes into Bamford is where Arsenal need to be trying to stop the ball at source. Um, you know, from those four midfielders uh, and the fullbacks that tend to get high and wide as well, it's it's those players that Arsenal need to be looking to stop before the ball gets into Bamford. John, would you agree yeah, that Bamford is the main man? Yes, Bamford is the main man. As you mentioned, twelve goals, he's had five assists, but Joshua brings up a good point. Um, the, the build-up play, the midfielders, Jack Harrison and Rafinha on the wings has been excellent. Calvin Phillips sort of playing in between defense and midfield has been terrific. The fullbacks pressing, Liam Cooper especially, and Luke Eiling has been fairly good this year. So it's not just Bamford you have to worry about. It's a lot of the players in the build-up play that set him up that, that Arsenal also need to be concerned about. I think going the other way... Um... You've got, I think you've got to look at Nicolas Pepe as the player that Arsenal should really be looking to get the best out of against Leeds. There'll be a lot of space for him to run into. Um, and if he can keep his cool against Alioski, um, we've already heard about uh, Bamford saying that Alioski's looking forward to playing Pepe again because of what happened last time with the sending off. If Pepe can sort of use it as motivation to, to actually turn into the player that he's been in the last few games... Uh, I think we could have a really, really interesting game, especially down the right-hand side, if that's where he happens to play. With the form he's in, and compared to other England strikers who have all been doing surprisingly well this season, you don't normally see the English strikers performing, apart from Harry Kane in the last few years. Is Bamford a realistic shot at the Euro squad? Or are some of the more experienced ones above him, John? If I were Gareth Southgate, I would definitely call up Bamford. I mean, he's playing at the highest level against the best players in the world. And to have already 12 goals in 24 games, I, I do think he would be worth a shout. I mean, obviously, Harry Kane is Harry Kane. That, that goes without saying. But, yeah, I think Bamford I think Bamford would be worth a look in the Euro squad. Absolutely. I think he's definitely probably 
vying for that fourth and fifth striker spot. I mean, when you look at the strikers, that, this is pure number nines that England will call up. Harry Kane's going to be number one. You probably take Dominic Calvert-Lewin, barring injury. And then you're looking at sort of Danny Ings, Patrick Bamford around that level uh, off the top of my head. So I think he's definitely in with a good shout. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. an interesting case for it, isn't it, John? Can you say that again? Yeah, he, make, he makes a good case. He offers something different to the other strikers usually you'd expect an England team to have. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You're, you're 100% right about that. He'd be a good support. I don't know what Gareth Southgate's setup is going to be exactly if you play one striker or two, but he definitely, aside from the two you mentioned, Kane and Calvert-Lewin, he, he would definitely uh, be a good like support if there's such a thing as supporting striker for those two. Absolutely. He, he would de- he, You know what it also would be? He'd also be sort of like a fresh face in the side to bring a lot of energy. He'd be coming off the back of the goal-scoring record he has in the Premier League this year. Yeah, I, I definitely think he would he would bring something different to the um to the England side. I've always I've always liked Leeds. I've always liked Arsenal versus Leeds. It's, it's always seemed it's a relatively big game. Um, what are your favorite? What is your favorite Arsenal versus Leeds game that you can remember? That's in like Ben. Start with you. Your fa- favorite Arsenal Leeds game is it the obvious or is it or is it against it, it, it has to be. It has to be Thierry Henry, doesn't it? That like, there's there's no there's no way around that. When I was uh, when I was growing up, sort of um, when I was a lot younger, Leeds were slowly coming down uh, from the the position that they held as you know a giant of of the first division in the Premier League. Um, they were on there; they were beginning their downturn, um, and that game really brought back a lot of memories. Both because it was Arsenal versus Leeds, you know, it was two former giants of the game. Um, and also because it was Thierry Henry, who is a lot, most Arsenal fans my age is sort of idle. Um, you can't look past that game, I don't think. For me, it's that sort of game that you, you remember where you were when you were watching it. I couldn't get couldn't get a ticket for the game, but I remember sort of sitting in my kitchen watching it on Arsenal Player, when they used to be able to show the footage rather than just the commentary of it. And you sort of just saw it, and you saw Henry get the ball in the box and just cut it in the bottom corner. So it's always a special game for me. That's here on return. Is it similar for you, John, or do you have a different game in mind? The game in 2003, the last day of the season at Highbury, the game that Mark Paducah won with about two minutes left, saving Leeds from going down, especially after Leeds had been in the Champions League semifinals two or three years earlier, and they had fallen so far. And it was a back-and-forth game. It was 2-2 with... Uh, with two minutes left on the clock, Maduka got the ball on the right wing, cut inside, and he got he uh, scored past David Seaman. And it not only saved Leeds from going down to the championship, but prevented Arsenal from lifting the title. So, I mean, I think that game is the game that sticks out in my mind. Mm, uh, I always try and forget that one. It's a bit before my time, that one. I was about two, so... I don't remember that game. <laughs> so thankfully, so according to that story. Um, where can we see this one going? Obviously, Lee's in better form than Arsenal, as we said. Must win for Arsenal, especially with the run-up we have. Europa League, we don't have a home game in the Europa League. We've got to travel even further than we expected twice now. We've got Man City, Leicester, Tottenham coming up. 
we said it's a must win. Can we see us winning this in the form we're in, Ben? Oh, for sure. I think if you're looking at Leeds, then there's there's one thing that is going to happen. There will be goals. Um, the the nil nil game that we had, the reverse fixture was, I think, Leeds is only nil nil in their twenty four games in all competitions this season. Um, they they score a lot, they concede a lot, and they're usually on one end of the other of pretty convincing scorelines. I think that Arsenal, with the talent that they have and the space that Leeds will probably leave in behind, um, as we've seen them do quite often with their press, if we if Arsenal can get it right, um, then I think. It will be quite convincing. The key issue, I think, with missing party, obviously with his distribution from midfield, you've got to hope uh, Xhaka continues with his good form and also El Neni or Ceballos comes in and really gives a, gives a good account of themselves. But I think, personally, I'm relatively confident for this game. Would you start Smith over this one or would you give him a rest considering the run of fixtures we have? I'd probably start Erdegaard. Um but it is difficult because I think that if, if it was a one-off game, I would probably revert to a three at the back with Saka at left wing back. Um, but I think the importance that has now been placed by Arsenal fans and probably Mikel Arteta on the number 10 means that it's going to be very difficult to sacrifice that player to revert to a more sort of workman-like side. Um, so I think Erdogan should probably start in that number 10 role. Score prediction? Are you going to be bold enough? or I'm going to say 3-1 Arsenal. 3-1 Arsenal. John, what about you? Do you have a score prediction mind that Lee's going to storm to victory? Actually, no. I think that, as you guys have been pointing out, with the run of fixtures that Arsenal have coming up, I actually think that Arsenal will probably win like 2-1. to one. And a good point was made. Arsenal, I mean, Leeds are usually on one end of these high-scoring, like, blowout games. They've, they won 5-2 against Newcastle, but they've lost 3-0 to Spurs. They beat West Brom 5-0. They lost 6-2 to Manchester United. And if you look at their fixtures coming up after this game, they go to Wolves. Then they play Aston Villa. They play Southampton. They play West Ham. So I think that while they'll view this game as an opportunity to pick up at least a draw and obviously would like to win. They know that they have some winnable fixtures coming up before they play West Ham and they, before they play Chelsea and then they have Fulham and Sheffield United after that. And then they have Manchester city and Liverpool and Manchester United, if you really want to stretch it into April. So I think that the urgency will be there for both teams. I, I just think that, as you said, Arsenal will have a lot of space to work with and knowing that they need to win the game. I'm actually going to go for, 2-1 Arsenal. It's encouraging to hear two predictions for Arsenal wins. I don't think we've had that for a while. I'm not as confident. Of course, obviously, football, anything can happen, all the cliches. And you're right, the Leeds have been on some crazy ends of scorelines. Obviously, the 6-2, 5-0, they got beat 3-0 in the cup by Crawley. I don't know, I yeah, can see sort of being the exception, almost like a low-scoring one because of the like, because of the history. Um, it's an Arsenal podcast, so, and I'm an Arsenal fan, so I've got to go for Arsenal. I think 2-1. I think that's a fair, it's a fair result. And obviously, as an Arsenal fan, you'll take, you'll take 2-1. Um, take anything at this point. Take any, any, any <laughs> just the three points. 1-0 last minute. Um, yeah, 2-1 Arsenal. I think that's 
good so prediction. a clean a clean sweep for the Arsenal's Arsenal predictions. I suppose I if I may, um, if I may interject one one thing quickly. Um, considering that the goals are probably different. I know we talked about can Leeds maybe get to Europe, sort of like could Sheffield United get to Europe last year, but. Arsenal, let's be realistic. Arsenal have always had ambitions of being at worst top six and getting to Europe. So I think they'll take this game as a a way of saying, you know, these are three points we have to absolutely have to have if we're going to get to Europe. Whereas, look, Leeds are, as I noted, Bielsa is a very ambitious manager, but Leeds probably already know without discussing it, they're not going down and they want to finish as high up in the table as possible. But with playing Southampton and playing Villa and playing Wolves coming up, they know that if, it, if they draw or were to lose, it's not the end of the world. It's not going to change their status and they're, they're going to be fine because they have some games coming up where they can get all points. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment, whereas... I mean, Leeds know they're safe. They were never really expecting anything this season in terms of top six or they were good enough to avoid relegation. Whereas I think all Arsenal fans, I think I predicted them to finish fourth or fifth. I expected a lot more from us this season. So I think you're right to make this final, this last straw at Europe. It's a game we have to win considering the league games we have next. Uh, thank you both for your time. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. And Arsenal leads Sunday. (laughs) Uh, Let's hope for another Arsenal win. Uh, And make sure to like, comment, subscribe and share this podcast and listen again, probably on Monday or Tuesday for our Arsenal versus Leeds review. Goodbye. Cheers. Podcast Network.